2: about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. Here is the number, 800-922-6680. Uh, breaking news, Fox News has apparently begun company-wide layoffs, including the remaining uh, former employees of Tucker Carlson. Now, let me just be real clear. I, uh, my brothers and sisters in broadcasting, I know how hard it is in the, uh, in the field of broadcasting. So I'm not, I'm not reveling in this in any way, shape or form because uh, the the people at the top of that, age, of that organization are the ones who got him fired. And, uh, and so I, I wish them all the very best. Uh, this uh, development was reported by Chadrick Moore on Friday, and he, is, uh, he wrote a book about uh, Tucker Carlson. They call him a Tucker Carlson biographer. He's not like V, but he wrote a book about him because he worked with him. So anyway, the email ordered recipients to turn in all their company equipment and their ID badges at 9 after the conclusion of their show they were working on. So I've been there done that by the way that's how broadcasting is they let you do your last show then tell you you've been fired that way you can't go on the air the next day and say hey they just told me I'm getting fired see cuz you don't ever get a chance to say goodbye or anything you just you're out the door that's the way it works generally it's very cruel very cruel industry. Didn't work so well when they fired Tucker, though, did it? No, no it didn't. Uh, people didn't just forget about old Tucker like they uh, normally do with people who get fired. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, see, he was just on the air last week, and I've already forgotten. Who the hell is his name? He's got a mustache. He's an old guy. He's got gray hair. Uh, uh, Geraldo something, rather. Geraldo. Jermaine. Is it Jermaine Rivera? Something like See? See? That's just the way it goes. But nobody is forgetting uh, Tucker Carlson, and nobody will forget Tucker Carlson after uh, taking Mike Pence to the woodshed. All right, Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for
3: president. You are, distra- you. You are distressed, you are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States, and it's- I
1: I want you to imagine a more tone-deaf answer than Mike Pence. I know I played this last hour, but he's just so good. Visible. Our
3: economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased, and yet- Your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that?
1: Well, it's not my concern. Wow, that is just amazing. It's just amazing. I mean, we we literally are paying Ukrainians' pensions. Uh, Do you have a pension? I ain't got a pension. I got, I got 401k action going. I don't have a pension. I'd venture to say that uh, nobody in Panama, Iowa, or Council Bluffs, or just about anybody in Council Bluffs, probably some union guys in Council Bluffs who have pensions, but I mean, by and large, please, <laughs> you know? Oh, and then this. Uh, former um, Vice President Mike Pence's $1.2 million campaign fundraising during the second quarter of 2023 may not be enough to qualify him for next month's Republican National Committee debate. There you go. Uh, Donald Trump raised $35 million, and uh, Ron DeSantis raised $20 million in the same time. So there you go. Uh, Mike Pence may not have enough money, let alone enough support to make it to the debate. And, and honestly, after this weekend, he probably ought to just say bye-bye. Nearly 10,000 Americans still dying from drug overdoses every month. New CDC data is showing how bad is the epidemic in your state. 10,000 people a month in our country are dying from drug overdoses where is the just say no campaign where is the biden administration saying oh my god 10,000 people a month are dying from drug overdoses many of them uh, opioid most of them fentanyl and many of them are now taking an animal tranquilizer that uh, their their limbs rot off before they die and when you're in the throes of addiction uh, like with this tank it doesn't even matter you, you don't even care you got a giant hole, and you're like, all you care about is that next fix. Where are the people fighting for these people? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I saw so much. Jeez, I saw so much poverty this weekend. It's, I, I mean, I, when I grew up, I got on the bus in the morning, and you could make your way, and, and there was uh, open stores. Were, <laughs> Neola, Iowa. They two grain elevators, three bars, a grocery store, a drug store, and a bank. Now there's a, a movie theater, a little movie theater. They've got government money, a grocery store, two bars, one grain elevator, and and the oil is doing well. The Panama. When I was there yesterday, there's nothing but a grain elevator. <laughs> That's about it. It's just uh, it's remarkable. And and you know I'm just I'm drawing this comparison cause, because because uh, where I went is everyday USA is fly over country USA is East Palestine, Ohio. Oh, and by the way, there was another uh, freight train derailment this time in Pennsylvania. Norfolk Southern train railed uh, in southwestern Pennsylvania on Monday, and this apparently is in Plymouth. Apparently, Plymouth meeting. Is the name of the town fifteen miles from Philly, and it was evacuated and all that stuff. But I'm sure it won't get a visit from uh, Pete uh, edge, the Secretary of Transportation. Um, I want to I want to get into some audio from the weekend uh, with regard to Tucker Carlson, uh, Donald Trump's speech, and uh, uh, you know um, he he just connected with people, and 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 he said some things this weekend that that I think are gonna, I mean really should resonate with anyone who is worried about the country, loves the country. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, whether you're a liberal or conservative, if you're far left, it won't because you are. You want to destroy the country. So that's all you have in your sights. Let's go to Alex in Brooklyn, New York. Hello there, Alex. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show.
4: Hey, Rob. Thanks so much for taking the call. Well, first yeah. of all, I want to congratulate you on last week's interview. It was amazing with President Trump. Thank you. I loved Ron DeSantis' biggest uh, issue. He's got a sickness where he has no good personality at all. (laughs) I like that. There was actually one small thing that I disagreed with President Trump when you asked him about Ron DeSantis, and he said that Ron DeSantis should have waited to 2028 because then he could have gotten into the race. I disagree with that. I think by 2028, Ron DeSantis would have had no momentum or popularity left, even if he wasn't in the race, because his entire popularity and why he became so famous was only because of COVID. He wasn't the first one to leave the state open. There were other Republican states doing it before him, but he was the most outspoken about it, and that was the only reason why he became so popular. It's not because he's original. It's not because he has great personality or he has great ideas. He just followed what others were doing, and he was the most outspoken about it. So by 2028, there would have been somebody else.
1: Which Alex, Alex, Alex. I want to I tell you this. And, and Ron DeSantis has got a lot of. He gets a lot of. Uh, I think 85 of his donors, 85 percent of his donors, are big money donors. Okay. Christy Nome Christy Nome did what Ron DeSantis did, but she's not getting noticed because she's in South Dakota Sarah Huckabee Sanders is doing the same thing in Arkansas, mm-hmm. but she's not getting noticed a she's got a she's got girl parts and b she's not uh uh you know in in uh, Florida she's I mean South Dakota's kicking ass, but nobody pays attention mm-hmm. to South Dakota because South Dakota's flyover country that's why they're paying attention to DeSantis yep. It's, he's not a
4: very original guy. I think Vivek Ramaswani is better than him. And yeah. if Trump wasn't in the race, I think Vivek Ramaswani would have been the nominee and not Ron DeSantis. And I think he's going to be number two. It's just that he didn't have name recognition up until now. But Vivek Ramaswani is a pretty good guy. Oh, yeah. Great ideas. Oh, yeah. Original person, uh, personality. Great person. And about Mike Pence, you played that card of Tucker Carlson with him it would have been something really bad for him if he was actually relevant in this primary but he never stood a chance and nobody even remembered him before chris christie entered the race and mike pence was in there he was the one guy that was busy attacking trump in a very uh... not nice way so the media was covering him but once chris christie came in with a big fat stomach and started saying more outrageous things nobody mentioned his name so at least he's getting some attention it's not positive but at least it's something right
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, let me ask you this. Alex, let me ask you this. Um, you know, I, I don't think uh, I don't think Vivek Ramaswamy is ready for primetime as far as a presidential candidate. I'll disagree with you. I think he's great. I okay. think he'd be great on a cabinet. I think he's got to become more familiar. He's got to be more. He, he's he got to. Uh, uh, we're just learning. This is a first date with Vivek Ramaswamy. We're running, not ready for a lifelong commitment yet. So I'm going to disagree okay. with you on that. I think he'd be great. I think he would be great, 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 great as a cabinet member. You know, I've been talking to my buddy Lee, and Lee is Lee's like, hey, man, you know, I think that Tim Scott could. Be uh, great because Tim Scott is viable because he would help Trump and the general blah 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 etc. But I, I don't I don't necessarily I don't I don't uh, dislike Tim Scott. But Donald Trump he needs somebody on his ticket who you know I- when Donald Trump leaves office will continue with Trump's policies. He's going he can't have a rhino. He can't have somebody who is you know like like a Mike. Pence. He's going to have to have someone who is a mega candidate on the ticket. Mm-hmm. Or the only exception I would say possibly if you want to get votes, would be RFK Jr., but that's not going to happen, A, because he's got a D in front of his name, and B, because Robert Kennedy Jr. said he's not going to be on a BP ticket for either candidate. So let me right, ask you this. Uh, who, who, do you th- who do you think, Who do you think when it comes to my like, Byron Donalds is on the radar, which I love yeah, Byron Donalds. Uh, sure. There are some other people on the radar. Kerry uh, Lake is on the cruise, radar.
4: That Cruz in 2028, he'd be pretty good, and it's smarter of him to stay out of it now. Uh, mm-hmm. Would have been a big mistake for him to get into this race. He wouldn't have made it. Uh, Ron is, you know, he's a smart guy, Ted Cruz. He's, he's a great guy. Uh, if he waits it out until 2028, which I think he's going to do, he very possibly might become the nominee. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not perfect, but, you know, nobody's perfect. I mean, Trump is probably the most perfect from all of them. Uh, and I think Ted Cruz would be pretty good. DeSantis, this was his only chance to get him to the race. Yeah, I don't Even know. Even getting it now, screwed it up. He should have just stayed in Florida as governor and yelled his throat off about what a good job he's doing and stay out of it. He would get respect. Uh, and he wouldn't be able to get into 2028, 20, 20, but he just, I think he screwed it up for himself. If I was him, I would just stay quiet. I wouldn't announce that I'm running. I wouldn't announce that I'm not running. And just once the time, once you can't get into the race anymore, it would be obvious that DeSantis is not in the race. And, you know, be a good governor and, and go along with it. He might even lose his primary coming up in the next primary for governor.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if he. I don't know if he'd do that. I think the people of uh, Florida like him, although they prefer Trump in the presidential race. They like DeSantis as the government, uh, governor. I do believe they'll want him to stay as the governor. Alex, I got to run. Thanks for the call. You know, interesting. I was at uh, uh, the family reunion. I was meeting some folks, and one woman, uh, one of my cousins, came up to me and said, was saying in conversation that, uh, uh, that she believes that she had heard that people are saying Trump can't win in the general election. To which I said, Well, why don't you ask those people? Um, show me the evidence, because that's that's the thing that's going around now. You'll hear people saying, "Well, you know, I mean, Trump is really a curb stomping are uh, beating uh, Ron DeSantis eighty-seven to three in the TPUSC poll, fifty points in you know some states, forty points in New Hampshire." But everybody's saying their reaction, their their response is, "Well, yeah, but that Trump doesn't he doesn't stand a chance in the general." To which I say, "Why would you say that other than just to say it?" That's what the left is doing. They're just saying that. There's no evidence at all that would happen. In fact, I would venture to say that a candidate who is getting 80,000 people to a rally in South Carolina, the size of a Bon Jovi concert in 1989, at the height of their popularity, and Asa Hutchinson is playing to four people at Legion Hall in Poughkeepsie, all right? and Joe Biden is his criminality has been exposed everyone knows he's a criminal everyone knows his son brought cocaine to the white house they're not stupid of course there's a reasonable doubt but everybody knows that the country has gone to hell in a hand basket and you think that Donald Trump isn't going to have a chance in the general show me the proof Don't speak in bumper stickers to me, because that is not going to work. And that's what I told her. If somebody says to you that Donald Trump can't win in the general, he might be winning now, but he won't. You say, really? What made you say that? Give me the polls that show he will not win. And I will tell you it's all a bunch of crap. All right, we got Kathy coming up. I've got some great audio from uh, Tucker and Trump on the way. This is The Rob Carson Show
2: swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs.
5: To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have
2: failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: Got a note from uh, Joseph Baltimore Trump prices eggs two dollars, bread one dollar, milk two dollars, gas a dollar seventy eight. Biden egg prices eight dollars, bread five dollars, milk five dollars, gas five seventy five. It was five seventy five. That's what I saw in my uh, my home. Uh, in Neola, Iowa, and uh, things have just descended, and they've descended into their cities. They've descended all over the country, people living with less. Dollar General is the fastest-growing uh, uh, chain in the country because people are going there to buy their groceries. And, uh, and the country is suffering because the people in Washington, D.C. don't give a flying crap about us, to be quite honest. That's really what it's all about. They really just don't give a darn about us. Let's go to Kathy in Stevensville, wants to comment. Hello there, Kathy. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show.
6: Hi, once again, thanks for taking my call. I have a theory about Trump and DeSantis. I think they are both essentially partnered. I believe that they both understand there's going to be a crowd of people that do not vote for Trump, even though they should, and they're Republicans. Um, But some of them, you know, that's just how it goes. So I think DeSantis running will cover the bases. I think he's a big WWE fan. And I think they're tag teaming. And I think it's to keep votes from going to Biden.
1: That's interesting. They've
6: got the bases loaded and they'll partner up later.
1: Wow. You got like you got like three different sports analogies working in there, Kathy.
6: Absolutely. I think think that's what they're doing. I think they're going soft on each other. And I think it's a great idea.
1: You know, it's kind of interesting because that's uh, uh, on my T-shirt and swag line. I, I put a T-shirt up about eight months ago. It said, Trump DeSantis 2024, make America Florida. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and I, I kind of moved yeah, away from that.
6: global warming. will all have beachfront. So. Yes, okay. exactly.
1: Oh, my God. I can't wait till beachfront comes to Olathe, Kansas, where I live. That'll take a <laughs> hell of a long time. That'll take such a flood. I'll have to build a boat anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you on know, I... Map, I I kind of originally thought that I um, I I I don't get that feeling right now. I don't know. I, do do I think that if Trump Desantis became the ticket, that would be an epic ticket that would be undefeatable? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't I don't I don't, I, I don't know.
6: Yeah, there are people that would otherwise vote for may not vote for Trump and they would vote for DeSantis. If they all right, I
1: want you to listen Trump. to this listen to this soundbite from Donald Trump talking about Ron DeSantis this weekend. And please be uh, uh, be cognizant. He does use a curse word in this. So don't get all butthurt and offended because Donald Trump, I'm not saying you, Kathy, but anybody else. Uh here is uh here is Donald Trump talking about Ron DeSantis.
7: And Ron said, "I don't think I can beat him." I said, "You'll beat him." I did three rallies, thousands and that. You know the rallies they're the greatest. We're starting the rallies again now. But the rallies are the greatest and we had three of them and he ends up winning and he said, uh, I won. I said, yeah, I told you you're going to win. Then three and a half years later, they scream out a question to him. Will you run against the president? Will you run against him? He goes, I have no comment. I said, no comment. That son of a bitch is going to run against me. I got
1: him elected. (laughs) That's what he said. Candy, are you sure? You sure that uh, that DeSantis and he are still in cahoots?
6: Yeah, I do. I do believe that. (laughs) I do believe though that DeSantis his disloyalty is. a little bit. I get it. That's a little upsetting, like, for me, just the disloyalty, because if he if he pulls out on Trump when Trump got him the job, which I fully believe, yeah. then um, what's he going to do to us as his voters? That's, yeah. the, that's the concerning part. All right. And I love his policies. I'm, I'm all yeah. about him, but I'm going Trump. He, Trump's already proven himself. It's, it's, he's already done it. He can do it yeah. again.
1: Yeah, thanks for the phone call. Kathy, one, one of the things that people are forgetting, uh, and I'm, I'm just trying to explain this to people because, you know, a lot of the times people will tell me, you're just a shill for Trump. I'm, I'm like, guys, I'm just telling you the dynamic for this election is very, very different because there is a gigantic portion of people who believe that Donald Trump should have had a second term. And know, know, know that, uh, I mean, K-N-O-W, not N-O, know that 2020, the government was involved in throwing it towards Joe Biden. There's no doubt about that now. The FBI, the deep state were involved in that. Here's Tucker talking about it and making fun of uh, uh, the obvious, which is that... um, uh, actually, I don't have that in front. I'll have to. I'll have to come up with that after the after the top of the hour. This is a different uh, dynamic. This is a very very different uh, election than any we've seen before. And you know, while we're seeing Nikki Haley and Tim Scott and Ron, De, not maybe not so Ron DeSantis, uh, but uh, but uh, Mike Pence do the same uh, Republican talking points about the economy, about this, and we've got to get government to do this, and we've got to do that, and we need to do this. They all are speaking the same talking points as a usual primary candidate, and it's not going to work. It's not going to move the needle. It's not going to make any difference because the people who are behind Donald Trump, and many people are switching to Donald Trump because they realize that uh, Donald Trump is being pursued by the federal government uh, unfairly and ignoring the real crime of the Biden administration to prevent Donald Trump from becoming the president. So even Democrats are going, okay, I get it now. And then you throw in Hunter Biden getting away with, you know, snor- uh, smoking crack and getting the gun and maybe sneaking cocaine to the White House. That's going to bring other people into the party to vote for Donald Trump. Go take a break. Coming up, the Watchdog on Wall Street. Chris Markowski joins us next
2: There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: That's some great audio from Tucker Carlson about freedom of speech and what the uh, the government did to us. Also, And uh, I will uh, juxtapose it with some uh, great quotes from Donald Trump yesterday. A speech at uh, at uh, TBUSA was amazing. Uh, here's a headline: Inside the negative equity time bomb, U.S. homeowners lost 108 billion dollars in equity this year, leaving more than 200,000 at risk of going underwater if property prices fall another five percent. We had this happen to us in uh, we lived in Washington D.C. My wife and I because uh, wife and I did because of the subprime uh, mortgage uh, scandal and uh and it was uh it was uh, terrible it was absolutely terrible the average borrower saw their equity plummet by fifty four hundred dollars in the first quarter of 2023 compared to last year my wife and i were talking about this last night we were like hey you know when we move from this house we're gonna have this much equity we're gonna have this much money and she goes my wife said don't count on it my wife is being cautious because she knows that a lot of the decisions that we make as far as our homes, as far as our jobs, as far as our retirement, can go like that because of government policy. One thing that has always had value and one thing that my wife and I have invested some of our portfolio in is precious metals. And that's why I talked to Swiss America. I got the sweet secret war on cash, expanded edition, and we are converting one of our IRAs to precious metals. Okay, with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Swiss America can educate you on protecting your assets today. Learn about it in their shocking report. It's called The Secret War on Cash. Now, here's the number. You owe it to yourself. If you're wondering what you're going to do, where you're going to be 10 years from now or five years from now, whenever you're going to retire or whatever, write down this number, 800-289-2646. When you call or text this number, mention my name, you'll get the all-out war on cash, uh, and uh, and you will... You will appreciate the read. When I read it, I went, okay, we got to get this done, and we are. So, again, 800-289-2646 for Swiss America, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. It's an amazing organization. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson, okay? So, if you want the secret war on cash and learn more about diversifying your portfolio and not depending on your house. Okay, eight hundred two eight nine twenty six forty six. 289 message and data rates do apply, by the way. Here is uh, Tucker Carlson talking about what has happened in a country that has the First Amendment in the last three years. No
3: one is punished for lying, people are only punished for telling the truth. You could literally, you could literally wake up tomorrow, move to the Bahamas, start a fake cryptocurrency defraud a million investors around the world of billions of dollars. I'm just saying you could do and I'm not recommending it. Note to the FEC, not recommending it. But you could do that, and you could get caught, and people might have like a balanced view of you. He's really smart, good guy, got a little over his skis, as we say.
1: Yeah, but what I'm trying to say here is that the government made sure that we couldn't tell the truth for the last three years. Uh, the president uh, responded to that. I'll get to that in one second. We do have our special guest, Chris Murkowski. The Wolf of Wall Street joins us on the, uh, on the phone. Uh, hello. The Wolf of The Watchdog of Wall Street. The, the Wolf of Wall Street is a, is a fictional character. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but Chris Murkowski is as well. Chris, how you doing, my brother?
8: He's actually not a fictional character. He's a guy I hope oh. to bring down. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. All right. All right. Well. It's uh, real. It's a
8: real life, you know, investment fraud, con artist. You know, made, uh, early on in my career, so we, did, we went after a lot of the guys that were running those uh, boiler room operating schemes out there, and that was, his name was Jordan Belfort.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you know, I, I did misspeak. I did see the movie, by the way. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, it's kind of funny. When I sold cars, there were days that in the sales meeting, they would play audio from uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as the wolf on Wall Street. And uh, it was kind of frightening because they used it as an inspiration. <laughs>
8: so. Yeah, and you know, It's funny. You know, they actually did a funny story. They actually did a screening of that movie down on Wall Street. And, you know, all of the guys were, you know, whooping it up and all these big Wall Street types and brokers and I'm like they were cheering on this guy that was ripping his clients off. It kinda makes them sick to your stomach.
1: Yeah, it is, uh, it is pretty sickening. Let me ask you this, Chris. Um, uh, some major companies decided that they could go woke in the last uh, few months. Uh, Target, uh, uh, of course, Bud Light, uh, among... Uh, Bud Light, by the way, uh, just, I mean, their 4th of July weekend, they might as well, you know, close the building. Uh, do, you, do you suppose that the American people have sent a very powerful message to corporate America to uh, leave politics the hell out of their decisions? Do you suppose we're on our way to getting rid of this... De- EI nonsense, uh, even before presumably, uh, you know, possibly that Donald Trump would uh, become the president?
8: I mean, I I think that the pendulum is swinging in the opposite direction, uh, without a doubt. I mean, I think it's, it's gotten to a point in time where, you know, people are just kind of frustrated having, you know, ideologies, you know, shoved uh, down their throat on a regular basis. And I think that that's what really is getting to them. I said, you know, can't you just leave me alone for a little what, a while and watch a ball game? And rather than trying to you know, inject politics into, you know, everything and anything that's out there. And yeah, I I do. I think the pendulum is swinging in the opposite direction. I do
1: let me ask you this um, with regard to growth industries in the country one of the growth industries that I saw uh, retail was dollar stores because people are going to dollar stores in smaller communities to buy their groceries a lot of the time some of these towns are too small for Walmart's and so they they will put in a dollar store a dollar general uh, where do you see some of the growth happening right now uh, and not just for investment possibilities but but growth in say for the retail sector um, that that you you would say are healthy and and possibly some things that you probably want to avoid
8: retail is, it's still it's going to be tough moving forward because again i i think that you know it, it, many people have to kind of changed the way that they're, they're spending money and that's why we're seeing such great numbers out of um the, the travel leisure sector airlines are doing very very well and people spending money on experiences rather than stuff but the, you know the reality is is that you know you're going to start seeing the back-to-school shopping uh coming up and we have the normal cycles that we have, I think they're going to continue to see more and more consolidation um, when it comes to retail, and, and these companies have got to, uh, well, what they've, they, they've got to do, they got to end up you know, figuring out a way to, you know, to, to compete against the, uh, you know, the Amazons of the world, and, and so on and so forth. And Walmart's done actually has been doing a pretty good job with that with their um, with their sales online, digital, and that's one of the ways that they're blowing away Target as well. Uh, is that they spent a lot of money on that. It's going to be all about creating greater efficiencies and profitability, but I do think that the overall footprint of retail stores, I think, is going to see might get much, much smaller
1: um what about friday they were doing a uh, happy dance because um inflation has slowed to only 200 percent more than it was when donald trump was the president on friday uh what do you think about the uh the decrease in inflation to three percent i mean i know it's a positive it's better than eight but uh with with regard to the news on friday would you consider that a hallelujah moment for the biden administration
8: no, no, it has nothing to do with the the, the Biden statement. <laughs> but, you know, listen, inflation, you know, the, the inflation that the government gives us, um, I don't care who's president, You're CPI, PPI, it's a fugazi to me. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic that, you know, we can get a television for less money and certain durable goods oftentimes come down in price. But the reality is just that the cost of living here in the United States has been going up for a very long period of time. And I'm talking... The bare necessities of life the things that we have to spend money on any given day Uh, whether it be you know groceries tolls coffee uh your kids sports everything that we're spending money on a regular basis continues to go up And, and again it was interesting nobody talked about this is that you know the inflation with food continues to rise at a really high clip you go to the grocery store, you put a few items into your cart, and you, you're shocked by, by what you're spending. And that's what Americans are really concerned about. And we really need prices not, not just to stop going up. We need them to go backwards in those things. And, and you can go all the way back. I actually looked to see what I was paying for health insurance back prior to Obamacare. And, and again, what I pay now compared to it, it makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, yeah. And, again, these are, these are necessities. These are things that I have to have you know i've got a television here in my office it's over 10 years old it works just fine and you know like i said great i get a 150 dollar tv but i can't eat it
1: <laughs> yes, exactly, and you know, Chris, um, I, I was talking to my wife the other day because I do the grocery shopping, so she does all the finances. She puts money in the account that I run for the things that I purchase, and and generally, all I don't have a fun life. I, I, I work and I buy groceries. That's about it, really. But but I, uh, you know, I, she was uh, wondering because, uh, say for instance, like eight years ago, we moved to the Kansas City area, and six hundred dollars a month was enough for a family of four. And you could do fairly well on six hundred dollars a month for all of your groceries. That's deodorant, your shampoo, your toothpaste, your tooth floss, your meat, your da-da-da, and all that stuff. And, and she was going, Why did you spend that much on groceries this month? I said, Honey, have you been to the store lately? Because those chicken breasts that used to cost a dollar eighty seven a pound are now on sale for two eighty nine a pound. And the steak, I mean, steak is out of control, bro. I, I'm not gonna pay twenty four dollars for a piece of filet mignon that used to I used to to be able to get on sale for nine dollars so yeah, so, I mean, it, 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 it's, well, so it it is it's already there
8: too. yeah the restaurants too it's everywhere you know, yeah and, and again, their input costs you're 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 110 percent right and again that's just, you're already seeing that some of the major retailers even Andy Jassy from Amazon is saying people are starting to uh to trade down to some degree and start to, to make some some changes in regards to how to do things so you mentioned steak I thought I mean I, I don't go to steak houses. it's too expensive
1: I know it's,
8: I know it's, it's I just, if I'm gonna have a steak I'm gonna cook it myself at home and I like, I don't I mean I like doing it, but you know, it's just it's it's everything's gone parabolic, and a lot of that, quite frankly, that, you know, that's that's due to government regulations, um, it's due to input costs that are that are too high, all of these yep. things you know, make things much more expensive. And this has been going on for a long, long time.
1: Chris, you looked at, did you see the uh, the TPUSA uh, event this weekend with uh, uh, Tucker Carlson uh, interviewing uh, GOP candidates and the speech by Trump and DeSantis? Did you catch any of that? Did anything stick out in your mind over the weekend as to far as uh, who was saying the right things as far as the economy is concerned? Did you Did you catch any of that?
8: Yeah, no, I I, I I listen. I think that there's a lot of great ideas. I think there's some unbelievable candidates. I really do. I you know I, I I you know again you know I you know I used to live in the state of Florida. I'm moving back there next year, so you know and I knew what it was like because you know there was an oasis down there during COVID and the, the job that Ron DeSantis has done down there. And again, you are what your record says you are. You take a look at all the people that are moving that to that state. Um, that the GDP growth in that state. I mean that state you know economy is blows away New York's now. I mean it's it's crazy what they were able to do down there, you know. And then you look at guys that, like Vivek, and he's just a brilliant, brilliant guy that that's got unbelievable ideas. Um, yeah, I, I'm always looking at candidates that are not pandering. Not that, that I don't want people to tell me what I want to hear. I want them to go out there and, and be afraid to, you know, not be afraid to actually solve problems, whether it be, the, you know, again, Social Security, Medicare. The Problem needs to be fixed. We can't just ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist. Yes. Two leading candidates out there saying, "Nah, no, we're not going to touch it. Fine. No, it's not fine. It's going to get cut by 20 something percent in less than 10 years. So you can't pretend that that's not there because you want to pander to voters. you got to step up. We're going to have to deal with these things. We're going to leadership involves making difficult choices. Oh, yes. They're not going to be popular. And, and, you know, I've seen some great ideas out there. I
1: have. Yeah, well, I'm I'm refusing to be uh, uh, pessimistic about the future of the country. I think we've seen and we've had over the last few years malfeasance that we could have only dreamed about being exposed. And I and I think that uh, Americans are in a good mood to uh, to save the country from the brink. Chris Markowski, thanks for joining me, bro. Where can people find you on the interweb?
8: Ah, uh, watchdogonwallstreet. dot com is my site, place you need to get to. All
1: right, brother, have a glorious week. We'll talk again soon. You too. Have a good one. All right, all right. Uh, let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
2: If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: It is a Rob Carson Show. Uh, Much to get to before the end of the show on this Monday edition. I did get a couple of uh, very nice emails. If you'd like to email, we've had a little issues with the uh, email. Uh, But just write me, Carson at Newsmax.com. Carson at Newsmax.com. I can get it there. I got this wonderful note. It says, uh, Hi, Rob. I wanted you to know that I listen to your podcast on Spotify every night from my home in Fiji. Yeah, I know. Pretty cool, right? I'm a Peace Corps volunteer and a conservative worried about America from here in the South Pacific. I so enjoy your take on everything that's going on. I love my country and want to say thank you for keeping me up to date. I also watch Newsmax on the app. Thank you, Jody, in Tagap, or maybe Tagapi, Village, Nadroga, Fiji. That'd be the first uh, email I've gotten from somebody in Fiji. That's kind of cool. Hey, Fiji! Woo! We're rocking Fiji! Yeah! Uh, Here's another one. This is from uh, Rick. Rick says, Rob, you're an inspiration to me and many others. Seeking to find a way in our difficult times from taking ups at a dealership to interviewing President Trump is truly the providence of God. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. Uh, You know, I I consider what I'm doing to be a gift from God. I'm very blessed because, trust me, I've done a lot worse. (laughs) I've done a lot worse. It was funny, my daughter... She just got her first job, and she's going to JUCO in the fall, and, and she's working at a, a kennel that boards dogs, and one of her main jobs is shoveling dog crap. And, and so the other day I thought this was great because that's what I did when I grew up on a farm. Half of, my, you know, half of my day was spent shoveling some sort of feces. And so I said to her, I was kind of teasing her, I go, hey, isn't that funny? You know, you got your first job is shoveling crap. And she looks at me without blinking and goes, well, that's what you still do. And I went... Oh, that was a sick burn. That, I mean, I was like, I five. I was like, you got, okay, you got me. You absolutely got me. You absolutely got me. I want to get to a little of this Trump audio from his speech at TPUSA. The reason why I do is because I listened to the speech on my Newsmax app in my car and was not distracted by, uh, you know, the, the, the video, the, you know, all that. And so I listened to every word and I thought it was pretty remarkable. I'll start with this. Uh, this is Donald Trump uh, giving props to Newsmax, my favorite part of the soundbite, and then talking about 2024 election interference
7: Greg Kelly over at Newsmax the Newsmax people have been really really terrific Newsmax has been
1: terrific yeah, no reason for that that's just all completely self-serving that's just, you, you know it is what well. I'm just going to be honest yeah that's that was the self-serving part of it this is election
7: interference it's indicting people making people go through hell uh, destroying their families doing things that nobody ever thought was possible, and this is how they've. This is really how low they've fallen. This is an attempt to win the 2024 election, and so far, and I hope it continues. But so far, it's had the opposite effect. I mean, it's really lifted us to new heights because people know
1: it's all bullshit. Okay, they know it. I didn't give you a warning on that, but yeah. I- I figured since Donald Trump said it, I didn't need to bleep it. Uh, here is a little bit more on this, some of the things that he's planning on doing, which I think are massive. And any any Republican politician who does not say these things can pack it up. Here he is talking about uh, school nonsense and transmilitary.
7: On day one, I will sign a new executive order to cut federal funding for any school pushing critical race theory, transgender insanity, and other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content on our children
1: we want great if your Republican candidate doesn't say that you need to find another candidate
7: schools to lead to great jobs and to great lives and great success I will keep men out of women's sports how ridiculous how ridiculous, <laughs> how ridiculous. and I will sign a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50s boom boom could you imagine 15 years ago having somebody stand up here and say, we will stop child mutilation. Who would ever think of this? Our country is sick. The world is sick, frankly. And I will restore the Trump ban on transgender in the military. Well, oh,
1: that is so transphobic. No, it's not. Uh, in the military, you're supposed to blow up stuff and kill people. You know, we don't have time for this politically corrupt crap. Here he is talking about taking back colleges and universities. This is big.
7: After 50 years of leftist domination of the universities, I will take bold action to reclaim our colleges from the communist Boom.
1: left. Boom. Boom. That is huge. And then this one, this sound bite stood out to me and I want you to listen carefully because this is important and it's becoming more important.
7: If you have a vaccine mandate from kindergarten through college, you don't get anything. You
1: don't get anything. He's talking about schools who are demanding a COVID vaccine mandate. And he says you will lose all of your funding.
7: I will also continue my long record. Of standing up to Big Pharma by creating a special presidential commission to investigate what is causing the decades-long Listen. increase in childhood diseases, autoimmune disorders, yes. autism, yes. obesity, yes. infertility, yes. and other chronic health problems.
1: Unbelievable. That's huge. Our kids are sick, and the government and Big Pharma have made them sick. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Wide
2: web. This is The Rob Carson show.
1: This, my friends, would be our number three of the Rob Carson show, and the number is a, GO, a GOP House subcommittee has voted to cut FBI funding for one billion dollars. Of course, the uh, Democrats are going to say they want to defund the police. Well, the only problem is, you see, when you defund the police in major cities, they're there to uh, protect law and order. The FBI has become a Political tool against conservatism and conservatives. See that's the difference between uh, defunding the police and defunding the FBI. And by the way, nothing negative will come out of giving the FBI a spanking for all of their malfeasance and all their abuses. Uh, you are seeing the fruits of defunding the police in America's Democrat cities as they descend into uh, absolute uh, hell. So uh, that's good news. A billion dollars is what they want to cut from the FBI House and Subcommittee on Commerce, Justice, Science, and Related agencies approved the bill. Nine percent cut in funding for the FBI, meaning a budget drop from eleven billion to ten point three billion. And then they are a bunch of strings attached to it, like. uh, conduct a politically sensitive investigation until the Department of Justice establishes a policy requiring nonpartisan career staff to oversee such probes. So there's not uh, corruption that uh, you know goes after people like Donald Trump while ignoring the epic corruption of the Biden family, which has been happening for I don't know about 20 years or so, maybe even longer. Who the hell knows? So that's a little bit of uh, a little bit of news there. Um, we all know that uh, cocaine was found in the White House. We we all know that uh there is a, uh, a first son of the White House who the Democrat Party has, or not the Democrat Party, the FBI, the DOJ has been covering up for for decades. Uh, he is a, uh, a shill. He is a uh, uh, he, he is a bagman for Joe Biden. Uh, he has been there with other Biden relatives, including Biden's brother, gathering money, selling influence, selling proximity to Joe Biden to the tune of they say upwards of forty million billion dollars or forty million dollars from uh, countries like China, at least $10 million from China. Uh, We've seen how friendly this administration is without warranting it to China, and now we know, oh, well, it's probably the payback. Like, you know, selling China one million barrels of oil out of our strategic petroleum reserve, or letting a spy balloon fly over our most sensitive military installations and not doing anything about it, or or, uh, opening up our southern border for fentanyl, uh, among other things. So... Uh, the the uh, the Biden family is is corrupt. Everybody knows they're corrupt. They found cocaine in the White House. So America's reaction to it is, well, it's probably Hunter. Duh. We know that since Joe Biden took office, marijuana has been uh, found twice, and cocaine has been found once. And our uh, fi- the final government agency we thought that had credibility we thought maybe they're the ones They're what the FBI was a couple of years ago at least what we thought the FBI was a couple years ago and that's the Secret Service of the United States they're the ones who will take a bullet for the president well it looks like they're very interested in taking a bullet a figurative bullet that could end this presidency for the president by covering up who got the cocaine who brought the cocaine in the White House? Everybody knows where the damn cocaine come from. It's from the, ki- the guy who's a major coke addict. Uh, Doing coke got him kicked out of the military. Doing coke, uh, he lied on a gun for him. He was smoking crack to get a gun, and he's getting a slap on the wrist because of it. Everybody knows in their hearts, or at least presumes in an intelligent fashion, that Hunter Biden brought the coke into the White House and there's probably only one reason that the secret service says yeah must have been a blind spot in the cameras and that's because they're trying to cover joe biden's sorry ass and his son's sorry ass and i got to tell you and a lot of people are, are quite upset about this this is john kirby uh basically saying there was uh, uh no evidence of uh of any uh, hunter biden connection to the cocaine
7: if they can't tell us who brought it what else is happening
1: now this is a, a a precursor to this a piece of kevin mccarthy video played right before john kirby answers
8: in the white house they can't tell us about
1: what else is coming
8: into the white house they can't tell me about that even concerns me more now
6: certainly you can understand that americans many of them first of all are aghast that there was ever cocaine in the white house we heard that there were reports of marijuana a couple times found there last year as well but more importantly that it's case closed. Unless
1: If they found two Russian hookers in the White House, they'd still go, we have no idea.
6: In two weeks, we know nothing about who brought this in, inability to track people, no surveillance cameras. What if it was something much more dangerous? Well, again, I can't really speak to the investigation that was done.
1: by and That sounds exactly like Christopher Wray. I can't really speak to this investigation. It's an envoy, the investigation. I'll have to get back to you. We have nothing to say about that. Have you heard that before? Oh yeah. The Secret
6: Service—they uh, did the best they could to to track down uh, how it got there no, they and, didn't. and who it might have belonged no, to. No, they didn't. They just were not able to come up with any Bull forensic crap. evidence that that proves it. But of course, look—we take this seriously. That's not the kind of thing we. No,
1: want. you don't you're a
6: liar wanna see happen now it did happen in a visitors uh, lobby area out no it didn't you're wrong It was right across from the situation room just just outside the main West Wing um, uh, so it was a tr- highly trafficked area we're gonna no, take wasn't. a look at uh,
1: no uh, it wasn't everybody said it wasn't everybody said it was in a locker locker number 50 and the key to locker 50 is missing here's an idea go to the damn camera that covers locker number 50 and watch the uh, footage from the last 48 hours Oh, there's an idea. No, there's blind spots. Yeah, Tucker, Car- or, or uh, Hunter Biden, he went into the White House like Tom Cruise in the first uh, uh, Mission Impossible. And he and he dangled hanging from a rope, and he fell to the floor, and he stopped within an inch of it so he could put his cocaine in there and then escape without being seen, without the blind spots and the laser beams noticing him. Dear God in heaven. This is why I say, you know why I think Tucker uh, or Hunter probably brought the cocaine? Because I'm not stupid, all right? You know why I think 2020 was stolen by the government among others? Because I'm not stupid. You know why I thought Russia collusion, the hoax, uh, saying that Donald Trump colluded with Russia was was not happening because I'm not stupid. And the, here they are again, telling us, "Oh yeah, it you know, honestly, if you if it were uh, if you were if it were uh, Hunter Biden going into Fort Knox and walking out with his pants full of gold bars, they still they would say there was no vi- there was no video of the theft. I swear to God in heaven, uh, yeah, and you do too, and and all of my rallies that I talked to i I went to uh, the first uh, reunion of my biological family that I've been to. I found my relatives, my biological family, four years ago, and we finally had the reunion and it was glorious it was it was intense, it was wonderful to meet a new family but but you know there was obviously some of them had heard they you want to hear something really funny they were watching me or listening to my radio show before they found out that I was their cousin or uncle or whatever (laughs) so when I arrived they're like hey how you doing Rob oh my god it wasn't like it but anyway but we, we you know after a while we talked a little bit about politics and nobody believes Nobody believes what the uh, what the uh, Secret Service is, is serving up with regard to. We don't know how the cocaine got there. There's no forensic evidence. No uh, no uh, freaking uh, no no fingerprints. Nothing like that. Here's Dan Bunge. You know, he's a friend of mine. I've known him for a number of years, and he's also a former Secret Service agent, a, a phenom as far as conservative Bunditry is concerned. And here's what he had to say at TP USA this weekend. When you go in
8: the West Wing, right? It's totally different than the East Wing. The West Wing is a limited access area. The East Wing is large. They do tours. Thousands of people go through there. Okay, ushers, staff, whatever. The West Wing is limited access, even more limited access on the weekend and not that many people can get tours. It's really hard. So there's probably less than 200 people who could have left this cocaine, by the way, in a bag, which is plastic, which is non-porous, meaning it's probably not that hard to pull a latent print
1: they got to know who did it. You know, I I just think it's sad that the Secret Service would rather be seen as incompetent than corrupt. You're like, we can handle just being considered incompetent. That's okay. We're willing to do that. It's really pretty sad and pathetic. Um, According to Secret Service spokesman Anthony Guglielmi, the agency did not interview the 500 potential culprits because it would be a strain on resources. As they are still pursuing a thousand people who were at January the sixth. What a joke! Let's go to uh, uh, Bruce in Timonium. He's been waiting a while. Bruce, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, bro? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Good. How's good.
9: Doing? What's up? I was thinking that last clip
4: that you played with uh, Donald Trump, and it reminds me of, uh, of course, a great movie, Bullworth, with Warren Beatty. But yes. I've always put forth what I call the Bullworth theory, and that is yeah. the first candidate who uses the word BS as the guy that wins.
1: <laughs> you ever true. see that movie? Yeah, well, it's been a long time since I saw it's the movie.
4: 1988.
1: Yeah, because Donald Trump talked about uh, the censorship of the American people and the election and all that, and he said it's BS.
4: Yep. And my theory, my Bullworth theory, has always been the first guy that uses the word is the guy that wins. So... Absolutely. Uh, If I if we lose if I lose next time you come to town I'll take you out to dinner.
1: Hey brother, let's do that. You know Bruce, here's the difference between Donald Trump and the uh, and the mainstream GOP candidates. Donald Trump calls out BS and they just spew it.
4: Yep, that's the truth.
1: All right, brother. Thanks for the phone call. Do appreciate it. This is uh, kind of this is Tucker Carlson at TPS USA being asked about uh, cocaine in the White House. What'd
3: you say? You know what? The thing about that story, it's just a mystery to me. (laughs) No one was more shocked than I was. Are you serious? In the Biden White House, somebody left an eight ball of cocaine in a public... I was like, I said to my wife, that just doesn't, it's just not in character, you know? I just don't believe it. It's clearly a setup. I went right back to Marion Barry and I was like, somebody set you up.
1: And it's fantastic. And it's absolutely true. And I gotta, you know, you know things have sunken to a new low when the Secret Service and a once-vauded institution will literally take a figurative bullet for a scumbag, uh, you know, to cover up his cocaine use. Allegedly. Uh, of course, you know, you know, we haven't had a trial. Uh, but it, listen to this. This is Charlemagne the God. You know, Charlemagne the God. And listen, props to this man for the following that he has. It is an, what they call an urban audience, which means it, it appeals to African-Americans. It's an urban, it's an urban audience. It's okay. And, uh, and, and here's what he and his crew, they were talking about uh, cocaine in the white house. Now realize that Joe Biden helped to sponsor legislation that sent a lot of black men to jail for crack. Hunter Biden, still a crack addict just a couple years ago, maybe still today. And he even lied about using crack on a federal gun purchase form to get an illegal firearm. Think about how many people of color have gone to jail for having an illegal firearm. And Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You think that's not resonating with the black community? They're not going, wow, just wow. Right? You had me for a while there because you have a D in front of your name. But now I know. That your party and you don't give a crap about us. This is Charlemagne the God talking about cocaine in the White House. And the White House
6: said that uh, over yeah, five, they right. collected a, a list of over 500 people. And they said on that list, again, since you can't match any physical evidence up, since there was no one on camera, uh, that it is what it is, the mystery yeah, It is what
1: it is, right? Unsolved. Sure. So then, do you
8: mean That's to tell true? me that there's a room in the White House with no video cameras? Ain't no damn That's way. CBS. Knock it off.
2: Man, man first of all, I'm born and raised in Washington, D.C. If yeah. they letting people get away with cocaine, <laughs> let my people out of jail. Yes. What's up with that? That's <laughs> Boom. crazy. Right. Boom. You know how many yeah. people have been arrested in the District of Columbia for cocaine, and they didn't found it in the White House, and they can't figure out who it is it belongs to? That's crazy, man. That I, is I, ridiculous. I read that they
8: found weed in the White House uh, a, a couple yeah. times in
1: 2022. There you go. Oh, real?
2: Yeah. oh, well, see, that is that is amazing, man, that they didn't locked up all them D.C. residents for cocaine, and they didn't found it in the White House. Ah-ha.
1: Uh-huh. Cracks are developing, and I didn't use the word crack. Yet. Cracks are developing in the foundation of the Democrat Party. And I told you this about the Democrat Party. They always just kind of expect the, uh, the black community to vote Democrat, so they don't give a crap about that black community. They use them. They get their votes the day after the election. They leave money on the dresser and leave. With the poor white community, it's, it's different because they know they'll never get those votes, and so they don't give a crap about them anyway. So the black community, people of color, they expect their votes. With the poor white community, they don't think they'll ever get them, so they don't give a crap. Either way, they don't give a crap about either of those constituencies. A little bit more on this, then we'll move to Kamala Harris saying we need to reduce the population to make the globe uh, cooler. Uh, and your phone calls eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This is the Rob Carson Show.
2: America is still the land of opportunity for all. If we all come together for her, it's the Rob Carson Show.
6: And the White House said that uh, over yeah, five, they collected right. a, a list of over 500 people, and they said on that list, again, since you can't match any physical evidence up, since there was no one on camera, uh, that it is what it is, the mystery remains unsolved.
8: Do you mean to tell me that there's a room in the White House with no video cameras? Ain't no damn way. Knock it off.
2: Man, first of all, I'm born and raised in Washington, D.C. If they letting people get away with cocaine, let my people out of
1: jail. There you go. That is uh, Charlemagne the God Show from Friday talking about uh, the uh, dual system of justice, Exemplified by the Biden administration. And, and, you know, when we think about a lot of times, you know, white people thinking about the dual system of justice, you think about VIPs in Washington, D.C. versus everybody. But now you're seeing the real dual system of justice with regard to particularly people of color, the use of uh, crack cocaine and uh, possession of firearm, and then sneaking cocaine into the White House. Uh, there are a whole lot of people that realize that Percy, the son of uh, Joe biden is the reason and and this is awakening a lot of people including the cast of charlemagne the god where joe biden last year or no a couple years ago said you ain't black if you don't vote for him so do you understand now do you understand how racist joe biden is how racist uh, the government is and how they really don't give a crap about you and me not one little bit it's interesting and i, I made this comparison before uh you know i grew up in a, in a pretty uh, you know i didn't think we were poor we just We didn't have a lot of stuff, you know, whatever. I didn't have any new Nikes and all that. I I didn't have a cell phone. I, you know, we, we ate everything we pretty much ate. We grew ourselves and it just the way it was because we were poor and, uh, I'm not complaining about it, but you know, like when I was at my uh, biological family reunion, one of the interesting things that I found out when I met my family, uh, biological family was how similar they are to my family, family, the family that raised me and, uh. The gatherings are very simple because, similar, because there are some people who are very successful. There's some people who, I met a lot of kids. Uh, one, one of my, uh, distant cousins, uh, uh, his son is gonna be a welder. Another one is gonna be meat packer, Met a, oh, are you ready for this? I got a relative, a cousin. His name is, are you ready? Sit down. Donnie Osmond. Donnie Osmond is my cousin. His name is Donnie Osmond. And he works at the meat market in Minden, Iowa. We are one of the towns that I grew up and used to play baseball there. But you know, the, the, when you, when you go to a, Uh, a family gathering of a a group of people who are you know like middle to lower middle class uh, white people black people very similar because you know you're not being brought together on a yacht you're not being brought together in a mansion you're being brought together in a home or you're being brought together in a in a you know a little community hall like we were right next to the Catholic Church and and you're enjoying food and one another even though you may not have a whole lot, and some people did, there was, you know, there weren't any Mercedes parked in the parking lot of my family reunion, there never has been. But it, it, it's interesting because uh, 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 black families and white families very similar. Very similar. Family is really important, and when they get together, it's about food. It's about laughter. It's about laughter. Laughter is such a big part of of a family you know particularly i i like a middle to lower middle class even poor people they can still laugh they can still find joy in one another and whoever brought the deviled eggs over there you know kim kardashian's family reunion they'd never touch a deviled egg because i don't think they're keto but it is kind of interesting and now, now we're finding some, some common ground because you know, where I you know, drove around where I grew up and seen all the towns that I thought were you know, one day going to be bigger and better had fallen into the abyss. And empty homes and, and cars that were on uh, with no tires and, uh, and, and closed businesses and Main Street completely shut down reminded me a whole lot of parts of Baltimore. And I would venture to say that those people across the country can come together and say you know what we can do better than this 74% of us believe the country's headed in the wrong direction 74% i would say higher than that look at hunter biden not being uh you know investigated for the cocaine in the white house was kind of one of the last straws as far as the us them argument is concerned. As far as the bourgeois proletariat argument, we know that the bourgeois are in Washington, D.C., and we know the proletariat is in small towns like I drove through, and they are in Baltimore, and they are in Ferguson, and they are in Chicago, and they have suffered long enough, and now we see things like cocaine coming into the White House. Among everything else, And they're getting away with it. Chances are somebody knows somebody who went to jail for possessing a small amount of whatever. Yeah, we're going to come together and we're going to take down this administration and we're going to take the country back. That's what I think. All right, coming up, trans sanity (laughs) and Kamala Harris says that we need to depopulate. That's on the way. This is Rob Carson's show. Stick around, guys.
2: put nancy joe chuck bernie and mitch in a retirement home rest well and rest easy you deserve it it's the rob carson show
1: little van halen for you nothing wrong with a little van halen I had a chance to uh, listen to a lot of great music on the uh, trip this weekend and i uh, just, there's so much good stuff out there. So much good stuff out there. There's a band called Hugo, or a guy named Hugo, I've just discovered. He's got a song called Bread and Butter. You ought to listen to it. It just kicks butt. And then... Uh and then Coulter Wall is another uh, artist that I discovered uh, that is just uh, amazing. Uh, Coulter Wall, and I, I'm not a country music guy. Uh, listen, I want you to listen real quick to this guy. I don't like country music. Never, I, I mean, I like old, twangy country music. I like uh, Willie Nelson. I like Patsy Cline. I like that stuff. I like the stuff that you, you know, you're sitting in a bar, and, you know, you just, you're just you having a beer, and you want to hear some country music. It's, it's, it's white dude blues. That's what it is, really, right? But I want you to listen to this guy. Listen to this man sing. He is the ghost of John. Cash, lady spitting at the nick of Jack's business man with a needle and a spoon.
7: Coyote chewing on a cigarette pack of young boys going howling at the moon. Head darnin' slippin' on the black top. Head darning,
1: running through the trees, honey. Head darning, leaving for the next time, Lesson my sense catches up with me. Tell me that isn't blues. I mean, it's country, but there's blue a uh, blues element there. Uh, the album is called "Imaginary Appalachia," and and you want to know how old he is? Are you Are you sitting down? You want to guess when he was born? That that voice that sounds like he's been smoking cigarettes and drinking liquor for fifty years. He was born in 1995. <laughs> Coulter wall uh, and I listen to old-school R&B I listen to some stuff Brothers Johnson and the temptations and earth wind and fire and Shaka Khan and then I would sw- oh man it was I should just broadcast the whole bro the whole drive you would have loved it man you would have heard all sorts of music they would have been the Rob Carson channel on Spotify you'd be like oh my god where are we going now what kind of adventure we're going on I got to tell- it life is not worth living without music Life is not worth living without being able to express yourself, and uh, and you know and and I got to tell you, uh, movies. I love movies. You know, people are all about Hollywood and sh- left and everything, but but entertainment's important to us. It really is, and music is just. I mean, it, music is everything. It's just so glorious. I want to get to some uh, comments about uh joe biden uh over the uh, weekend including <laughs> joe scarborough saying that uh joe biden is sharp as attack i want to go to uh let's see michelle in baltimore hello michelle welcome to the rob carson show what's on your mind today
5: hi rob a couple of things uh i've been concentrating on the fact that this is the book 1984 all over again oh god obviously where they got their scripts from that's one yeah. number two um i i think that uh uh, the who's in charge of Ukraine may have been a good guy when Trump was there, but it's clear when uh, Nancy Pelosi went over there when her, with a her group of Democrat committee with no important Republicans to, uh, to listen that they were corrupting Zelensky. So that's two. Number three, I knew there was a problem when I heard before this, uh, Mr. Biden said, well, it depends on how much of an incursion Russia makes. He might as well have held up a flag and said, on your mark, Get set, go to Russia. You know, so yeah. and, and the bottom line is, I think the intention of the Democrats is to impoverish middle-class citizens in America all across the country and let us think, oh, we've got to help the Ukrainians. No, no. This is their, uh, what do you call that? that Monty game where you, you're, you're distracted to not to look at what's going on. And really what they're doing is taking the money out of our pockets while they feed somebody else, including themselves.
1: 100 percent, Michelle, it's, they, they, you know they eat foie gras and we eat the crumbs. I, I've never okay. seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like there, there's this little town called Persia, and Persia and Neola used to kind of compete, and I drove to Persia and nothing against Persia and the people of Persia, but there are no open businesses on the main street anymore. It looks like an old ghost town. And and every town I went to, whether that be Soldier, whether that be Crescent, whether that be Loveland, there's a bar open, and that's about it. And and things have descended. Things have descended in this country, inner cities, small towns. Last summer, I went on a an epic road trip with my family. We drove from Missouri to Florida, and we had to take the back roads through Mississippi and Alabama. And I say I would see people. I see homes that that uh, you know you didn't think somebody could live in a mobile home that, that you couldn't even see in the windows, and somebody'd pull up with a beat up old car with a you know. Know, with the window being removed, and, and they had it taped a piece of plastic and some, and some duct tape, and they pulled in when they got out with their Dollar General store bags and they went inside. I was like, there's no way somebody lives there. And then I saw it I all it over.
5: As a, the capitalists, like uh, they used to talk about, the Democrats used to talk about the capitalists. The capitalists today are the government. They're the yeah. ones who taking all the money with, uh, with big tech companies, putting it in their pockets, and impoverishing us.
1: Yeah, I saw it, home, Michelle. Michelle, and you see it. You're in Baltimore. Baltimore is a mess. I just got a, I just got an email from somebody about uh, Baltimore. Three more big stores closing in Baltimore. 70 years Democrat-run city will be a ghost town eventually. All businesses, grocery stores, bars leaving. I said, well, you got to hit rock bottom before you can make a comeback, Michelle. You got to yep. hit c- rock bottom, and we're getting there. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Mike in Towson. Mike, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Hi, Rob.
9: What's up? I got a take on the, uh, the cocaine thing in the White House. What's that? Uh, I was listening to uh, Hannity the other night. Greg Jarrett was on. Yeah. And he pointed out something. Remember, they had three different locations for that. It was not originally found in the Situation Room. The initial <laughs> yes. call was in the East Wing near the family yeah. quarters.
1: Oh, Really? Yes. because well, originally, that the, now didn't they? Did somebody debunk the the uh, police call from the person there? And they said they found it. It was the library. I heard that that had been debunked, and then I heard it was proven again. No. So the
9: people who came in, the people who came in to to do init, the initial call on Sunday when when uh, Biden and his family were at uh, Camp David. Yes. It was in the east, ring, east wing, not the west wing, where the situation is. Huh. Yeah. And yeah. Ger- Greg Jarrett has been around a long time. He said. The initial call is probably the most accurate one. Well of
1: course, of course it is they because
9: moved over the situation room. Because why? Because five hundred people went by there. You can't ever find out who did it. Yeah. But if it hey, Mike- went by the yeah. family headquarters, that's pretty damn damning, isn't it?
1: Mike, do you inv- do you believe any of this nonsense? Do you believe any of this nonsense that the Secret Service is spewing, that they couldn't find somebody, they have no evidence or nothing? Do no, you believe no, any no, of that crap? What?
9: The Secret Service used to be under the Treasury Department in the old days. Guess who it's under now? President.
1: Mayorkas. Oh, it's under Mayorkas. Mayorkas Of course it is.
9: Mayorkas is the head, is over the Secret Service. Unbelievable. All right, bro. Thanks for the call. and And the woman who's running it used to work for Pepsi, used to be in charge of Pepsi cans. Wow. All
1: right, bro. Appreciate it. It's a joke. It's a joke. Everybody knows. And you know what? Joe Scarab will be like, oh, you know, the, the, the Secret Service said it, and then it's perfectly fine. You know, you, you, you got to believe. You know, he should have said the same thing. Oh, you couldn't believe that Russia collusion. Donald Trump colluded with Russia because he was in bed with Russia. You morons. You guys are so stupid. Just pay attention. You've got millions of people who are not as educated as the panel on MSNBC, and they're all going, well, duh. You insult the intelligence of Americans that you look down on. Ridiculous. And here's Joe Scarborough saying that Joe Biden is sharp as a tack. This man, I got to tell you, I got to tell you. I approached the the heads of the network that Rush Limbaugh was on, you know, uh, to fill in years ago, and then after Rush passed, I said, hey, I will fill in if you'd like me to. Nobody would let me fill in. I don't know why. I mean, I only wrote for him for 20 years. Well, Maybe I didn't have the cred because I was a music jock my entire life. But uh, I didn't have the cred, I guess, to fill in for uh, Rush Limbaugh. And that's fine. Whatever you want. I mean, I I think... I think I could have uh, done him justice. But uh, Joe Scarborough filled in for Rush Limbaugh. And if if Rush Limbaugh were alive today, he'd be saying, what the hell happened to Joe Scarborough? Here is Joe Scarborough telling us that despite all the evidence that joe biden is sharp as a tack
6: home because this well, uh, president uh, but, uh, but. is good at what he does and
3: these always events... told people. well if,
1: if what he does is wandering around like he doesn't know what he's doing and stumbling mumbling and sniffing and nibbling little girls oh yeah he's doing a great job oh and wrecking the economy and the border and getting us into a de facto war with russia he's doing a great job mm-hmm. no i just always told people that he's the president's very sharp uh, oh, he, he, if if, if uh, you, you say something
0: or write something, there have been times he's called, uh, and uh, wow. he's refuted it uh, very sharply. He's. <laughs> uh, I've talked to foreign leaders that have had conversations
1: with him that said that he was on top of every issue, and uh, to the degree that they were actually some 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 NATO leaders have told me they were very surprised.
7: The contrast between the image in the mm-hmm. public. And the Joe Biden. So he
1: only chose to look like an infirmed, uh, demented uh, 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 man uh, approaching death's door in public. I guess to kind of try to throw them off, I guess, is what it is. I you know.
7: Well, I was born and raised in Scranton, that makes left guard by the pools where I spent my days, till a dude named Corn Pop, who wasn't that cool, He's sharp. started making trouble at the swimming pool. Very sharp. So I took a chain, wrapped it around my legs. They are ha- hairier than my other legs. Not, not my, my black kids would touch them. Come on, man. <laughs> then I got on a train and moved to DC. Jiracja Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around and sucked fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed the boy on the lips. What are you looking at? I wrote the damn bill. I hold the ladies tight and sniff all their hairs. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president, I was a winner. Winner was me. Now I sit at my desk as a present apprentice Then not
1: pre. You know the thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, by the way, I play that. That is a comedian named Kyle Dunnigan, and I play that because I thought that song uh, uh, fit the situation with uh, Joe Biden and uh, and Joe Scarborough saying that Joe Biden. It's 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 as stupid as saying, oh, you know, I don't know why anybody would suspect Hunter Biden brought cocaine to the White House, even though he lives in the White House, and I don't know, he just has done so much coke. It's like. uh, I mean, honestly, dear God in heaven. Victor Davis Hanson is uh, a genius, brilliant, and one of the few people that I really uh, listen to him. And, I, and I, really, I listened to Victor Davis Hanson this weekend. One of the things that I listen when I wasn't listening to kick-ass music in my car, I listened to a little bit of Victor Davis Hanson.
0: Here he is talking about Joe Biden, the real truth. He gets a pass on everything. And then, so if it's racism or sexism or lying about people and destroying people's lives, he gets a pass. And then we get into the corruption. You take his houses, his lifestyle, and you take that tiny little period between his exit from vice president, that four years until his ascension as president. That's not enough time doing legal, honest work to justify post facto all of those houses and all of that lifestyle. Yeah, weird. And then he lies and says he's never met any... Buddy from Hunter's World doesn't know anything. You have pictures of him with it. So that's all the character so-called issue. But it-
1: Now, the American people are recognizing the gravity of the, uh, the division between the haves and the have-nots and the us and them. They really are recognizing the gravity of it. Uh, You're seeing, you know, what's going on in Washington, D.C., the disparate treatment of Donald Trump in the legal system, uh, the poverty that exists in small towns across America, and yet we're sending $200 billion to Ukraine. Uh, It is uh, remarkable. It is catching up. Uh, as as Victor Davis Hansen likes to say, a Jacobin revolution, which is the French Revolution. That's what I have been pointing to. I've been saying we live a tale of two cities. Here is uh, Victor Davis Hansen about what Joe Biden has done to the country.
0: He destroyed the border. He destroyed energy of autonomy. He destroyed the idea we had a low inflationary economy. He caused high interest rates. He destroyed the whole idea of Afghanistan as maybe a small, stable American presence at Baghdad with this huge, efficient Air Force base. Yep. He gave $50 billion to terrorists. That, from the- he
1: destroyed the lives of Gold Star families and veterans by pulling out of Afghanistan and literally rewarding the same people we went to Afghanistan to fight with our military hardware and money sickening
0: those weapons everything he touches turns to dross he has the on midas touch
1: wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i think i've said that i think i think i have actually said that about joe biden except for i call it this Crap time. there you go yeah that's that's victor davis hansen he just said the same thing let's hear let's hear victor davis hansen again again
0: repeating something that i have said to terrorists that from those weapons everything he touches turns to dross he has the on touch the unmightest touch
1: i said this like two years ago everything he turns that was gold turns to crap Oh, my God. And look at Victor Davis Hanson and I are on the same page. That is
0: fantastic. And the idea that these never Trumpers worship him and say he's a great guy and he's going to stop us from getting Trump. He is a total veneer a construct, an artifact for the hard left Jacobin. Well, let's
1: not talk about his teeth, by the way. Oh, yeah. And he said the hard left
0: who've taken over this country. There
1: you go. There, Yeah. Uh, and here he is talking about destiny is coming and it is going to hit Joe Biden right in the face.
0: I think he's going to have a rendezvous with Nemesis. Boom. I really do. His he humus is. is so much. That bad things are going to happen and they're yep. going to lose in 2024 or he's not going to be able to make it. He he's going to have to come up with a very creative excuse why he's in the basement because he's not able to campaign. You know,
1: he might, for instance, wag the dog with Russia and Ukraine by sending him cluster bombs and missiles. Just thinking out loud.
0: He can't say it's COVID this time, and this time he can't say he's good old Joe Biden from yeah. Scranton. If you just give him a chance, he's going to unite the American people and give yeah. you a good old Clinton centrist policies. No, we've seen what he did. Yeah. So I think if he continues and the Republicans can get their act together—by that I mean right now, every single person: Tim Scott, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley—should stand up and say, "Whoever is the nominee." I am going to support, Nah. not like 2016, I'm going to support whoever wins. And then when Trump wins, they said, F you, I'm not going to do it. But they should do that and unite because they could take the, They could take the House by a big margin again. They could take the Senate. They can take the presidency. And then they should they know the face of the left now.
1: Well, he's right about everything except for that last point. Uh, we need a Trump conservative in the White House and Trump would be the number one choice. Let's come back one more segment. It's the Rob Carson show.
2: Joe Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter.
7: That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show.
0: I think he's going to have a rendezvous with Nemesis. I really do. His hubris is so much that bad things are going to happen and they're going to lose in 2024. This
1: is the uh, retribution that Donald Trump talks about, by the way. In case you're wondering, this is the retribution. People are mad. There is righteous anger. Um, and, and you know, uh, like I said, my trip uh, to Iowa driving, I just took time and just drove around and just saw the decay. And, and, and I posted a video on uh, my Twitter and my Instagram of driving by my old house where I grew up. And my mother would be so sad. She would be so sad. When she owned that house, she... She took care of it. She had she raised uh, rabbits and she would show rabbits. And we had all these wonderful birds. She had peacocks and chickens and geese. After my dad died, and and, and she took meticulous care of it. And and that's the, the that's the way farms were when when I grew up. That's the way you you, you took care of your property. You took, and then I then I drove around to some of the small towns that I grew up with, and I just saw hopelessness and abandonment and sadness. And, and Neola looked pretty good. My hometown looked pretty good, but the smaller towns nearby it just was um, really sad. And you know. I, just, I think there's a reason why we're here, that you and I are here at this time, and it's, it's fortuitous. And we, the, you know, the last uh, seven or eight years in our country has, um, uh, uh, has unveiled how bad things are in Washington, D.C., has unveiled decades of abuse and malfeasance. And, and while we have to suffer through this, good is coming, retribution is coming, because by the grace of God, all of this has been exposed All of this has been exposed for a number of reasons. Because the malfeasance could not be, well, one of the things that the government tried to do was shut down freedom of speech. And by doing that, they uncovered their bent. They uncovered their need to shut down freedom of expression. And they did it to us uh, with COVID. They did it about everything we tried to talk to. They decided what we are going to talk about. And and, and it has uncovered 50 years of of uh absolute abuses and usurpations this this went way back this has been going on for a very long time and now everybody sees it inner city black people inner you know people in new york city people in the farm country people in appalachia they all see it and and a day of reckoning is coming for all of us and it's going to be positive it's going to it's going to save the country and we're going to do it together to hell with the the ultra left to hell with them Uh, We're going to come together and save it. All right, let's wrap things up. Going to come back and do that. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. We're going to get through this. We're going to take America back. Check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen. Until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See you then.